the problem and go, what is this trying to teach me? What can I get from this? What can I learn from this rather than be defeated by it? So let's not say, let's not be so naive as to say failure doesn't exist. You know, failure does exist if you stop trying. She's a bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> you Actually. do you. Yeah. Listen, guys, this bit is about being unapologetically you, okay? Hello! <laughs> Get heart centered. Everybody has a story. Like, it's a choice. Anybody can get a massage and do a face mask. Ladies, how them bits? What up, guys? It's Lens. It's Allie. And it's Raina. And we have a very fun and special interview that we are coming at you guys with today. We're discussing the topic of failure does not exist and we have a very special man hopefully you get to check out the youtube so you can see the visual the the man himself um but we are interviewing mr carl deichler who is the ceo of beachbody a billion dollar company yes yes i love saying that a billion dollar company that he really built from the ground up and i'm very excited just to kind of dig in and, and explain how you started this and where you were before Beachbody. So can you tell us just a little bit about before Beachbody? Sure. Well, welcome to the office. I have a lot of yeah. We love it here. Uh, and hey, ladies, how's your bits? <laughs> here we go. That's about. But um, <laughs> so um, so where we were, where I was before, before like Beachbody. where it came from. So I've, I've been a um, marketer pretty much all my life and um, happened to get into direct marketing right out of college. And actually, not right out of college, I realized that um, I thought I was going to go into sports production and TV production. And the first foray that I had into that was very disappointing or empty. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm not, I, I'm not solving, like, it just wasn't solving any problem, it wasn't innovating. And so then I happened to get sucked into this infomercial business, which was interesting, but from the perspective of you really had to achieve something yeah. very measurable. And so that was the use of media for achieving something. It happened to be sales. And not all infomercials were bad. Some of them were, uh, this is like the 90s, you know, we were selling some good stuff. And then I had the opportunity to start this company. I obviously shortcut a whole life there, but um, I had the opportunity to start this after having done a prior startup where um, the partner that I had had other ideas. And, um, and at that prior company, just because I'm setting up a little bit of what you're going to talk about, at that prior company, I had created a product called 8-Minute Abs. Okay. And 8-Minute Abs was just an idea that I had one day after learning a little bit about Buns of Steel and what they were doing. And I thought, oh, that's kind of interesting. And, and, and so my partner was like, you know, we need a fitness product to sell on TV. And I'm like, well, I have this idea. It's got a cool ring to it, 8-Minute Abs. We can create 8-Minute Buns, 8-Minute Arms, 8-Minute Stretch, 8-Minute Legs. And so I said, let's do it. Can, and, I, can yes. I ask if you were – so were you yourself into health and fitness? No. At Never. that time, no. Okay. No. I've always um, been intrigued by, well, sports I liked, but I was never good yeah. at them. Um, and, and I would work out, and I was always super intense when, when I would work out, mm -hmm. but never consistent. And I always ate terribly. Yeah. So, um, 
So everything, so the reason eight minute abs appealed to me was I was literally talking to a friend of mine and, he, and I said, man, you lost some weight. This is after, right after college. And, and I'm like, how'd you do it? And he goes, I'm doing this tape, um, buns of steel or abs of steel. And I said, what? It so, sounds so stupid. And he goes, he goes, no, it's awesome. They're just 10 minutes long. And I go, no, no, no. I picked up the tape. I was at his house. I picked up the tape. It's an hour-long tape. And he goes, no, no, no. There's six different workouts on there. And I said, well, they left the best part out of it. It's only 10 minutes. So I was thinking about that. I was in the shower one day. I'm like, oh, you're gross. And, and I'm like, I, like, if I just knew that I had to do like 10 minutes of it, I would probably do that every day. I wonder if that would get me results. And I thought 10-minute abs isn't, doesn't have a really good ring to it. Eight minutes does. So again, all of it started right now with, with, could I possibly stay consistent with that? Yeah. And, you know, here we are 21 years later. It has literally been 21 years of me constantly looking for a way to get myself to, to stay consistent. So it started with you. It, and it remains yeah. so. Not that every program is necessarily designed sure. for me. So Bar Blend, our latest program. You don't love Bar. Well, uh, it's not my thing. So, but that's all. I love it. Yeah. I see you being a ballerina. You I do? Really do? You really see that? Well, like, like, so Bar Blend, Country Heat, yeah. Size, you know. Like, not really my jam. But, um, but I can understand how for some people, this idea of... of just dancing and getting results from it would be appealing. So that's, you know. So anyway, started the company because I had met this guy, John Congdon, and he was sort of a, a yang, yin-yang thing where he was not necessarily the um, idea fountain, but he was the execution fountain. So like, like he would catch the ideas and he'd be like, well, let's do it this way. And so he would make the ideas a little bit better. So... So, because the concept was, after 8-Minute Abs, I was like, wait a minute, there's something to this. And literally, the very, this is 22 years ago when we were launching the company, I said to prospective investors that I was going around to try to raise money, I said, whoever makes the living room, the spare bedroom, the garage, as effective and gratifying a place to work out as the gym is going to unlock billions of dollars of value. Because I would, yeah. personally, I would much rather do go there to work out and have to go to a gym because I feel intimidated. Literally, I yeah. personally feel intimidated. I walk around, everything's sweaty. The locker room is gross. I don't like getting dressed in front of people. And so this was like, again, for me. Yeah. So, you know, so we started to create the company. And, and you know, from, <clears throat> you know, great abs guaranteed and thin thighs guaranteed, then complete programs, Power 90, was literally, literally, Power 90 was a conversation that Tony Horton and I had that I said, look, when I was in high school, we used to do this thing. It was a universal thing. And we would go around the circuit and we would do back, chest, shoulders, biceps, triceps, legs, abs, and go around and around. Mm -hmm. Can we create something like that just using <laughs> gravity? And uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's just a circuit. Yeah. <clears throat> so we did that and I got great results. And here we are. I love it. You know, and it's love so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... And here we are. <laughs> yeah, and here we are. And I was just going to say, I don't think that the journey is ever that simple. And if we were to dig deal deeper into what you said, I think it was at a conference in 2014, you really, your keynote there was about, you know, failure doesn't exist. So where did that kind of concept come from? And how did 
failure in your personal journey leading up to the launch of P90X or pushback from people that were like, no, the gym is everything. Like, mm -hmm. how did you keep <clears throat> leveling up each time? Because that's what we want to hear about. That's, um, you know, I remember uh, I, I didn't have a speech prepared for that. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, this is a disaster. Now, there's a there's like that was a summit close, I think. And uh, I was in my hotel room and I'm like, you are the worst CEO ever that you're about to go talk to 15,000 people and you have nothing prepared. And, and I'm like, this is going to be a total failure. And I'm like, well, now there's a, there's a concept called stoicism. I don't know if you yes. ever heard it. Ryan Holiday. There you go. Ryan Holiday. Well, yes. I think it's, uh, Maurice, Marcus, Marcus Aurelius. Aurelius. Yeah. yeah Marcus um, Aurelius. and, but Ryan holidays, his book, yeah. the obstacle is the way amazing oh, book. Right. So, but the point is that, the point is that you look at the problem and go, what is this trying to teach me? What can I get from this? What can I learn from this rather than be defeated by it? So let's not say, let's not be so naive as to say failure doesn't exist. You know, failure does exist if you stop trying. And if you stop, if you just constantly do the same thing over and over again despite the same outcome. So you need to find you need to learn. It's proactive. And by the way, this is not just in fitness. This is not just in network marketing or, or running a business. This is literally in everything. Everything. You've dealt with personal setbacks at any point. Like, okay, we, we deal with stuff with charitable organizations and stuff. And I learned these hardship stories. And these people who are like, like you look at them and they are just a bad moment away from literally being wiped out and you go how how is how do they keep going and that they keep, but they do keep going so because you, you or they punch their own ticket and they go well, not this time around and that's like the ultimate you know I don't want to give up that way just give me one more thing there's got to be one more thing to try before I would just erase this existence so so failure doesn't exist your original question the point is, let's look at the eight-minute abs experience with this partner who was a genius. This guy, Lance, absolute genius. I learned so much from him. And I said, I think there's eight-minute abs sold two million copies. I said, I think there's something to this. And he was like, well, I really think that, you know, we really need to be more broad about the products that we create and market, and we should be more in the media business. And he owned the majority of the company. And I said... No, I really think the opportunity is in this thing. So now I owned a, a, a nice chunk of that business. It was the first time like, I was the president. I was 30 years old. And, and I said, I have to go do this other thing. So I said, I'm going to have to leave. And I, I was like, can I sell my stock back to you? And he said, no. So I was screwed. I was out of money. It was done. First marriage ending. And so, you know, learn from that. Um, and Don't we all? Yes, right? <laughs> Still learning. Um, and, but, but I found a guy who was interested in what I was doing. He bought the stock. I had now enough money to start this new thing. And I'm like, what did I not do well back in the 8-Minute Abs thing? Like, what could have been better? What we didn't do with the 8-Minute Abs product, we didn't bring a nutrition component to it. 
We didn't have meaning meal planning and, and that. We didn't have any supplements that would help people just give them a little bit of an edge. I'm not talking about take the place of the hard work, but a little bit of an edge. And we had no community. So as we evolved with Great Abs Guaranteed through Power 90, we put this, this formula together that, that learned from why weren't people, you know, you would... Eight-minute abs would get a bad reputation as being this gimmicky thing. Well, it didn't have nutrition. It didn't have the other stuff. So we started to put the other stuff together and always make it about helping the customer get better results. So, and, and by the way, there have been products that we started that when we put them into testing, literally were a million dollars into the development and we're not getting results. Okay. And we're like, this is a dud. And we would put a bullet in it. It's over. And move on. So we're like, what did we learn about that? And so that's all you do. And so as long as like, you know, so I, I have that. You can see through there. They can't see. But there's, there's, there's <laughs> a thing on that wall that says, no problem. There's no problem that can't be solved with, I can't see all the other words, but it's like creativity, Something stamina, and resources, and resources right? <laughs> yeah. So you have to, this is why when people come up to me mm -hmm. and they say, I'm going full-time as a coach. It's going to be outright, I'm going to, I'm going all in. And I'm like, hold on, because you have to have enough resources to be able to fail and figure out being a coach before you go all in. Like, it's great to go for it and be courageous, but I'm not a jump off the cliff without understanding how you're going to land kind of guy. So I love when people go all in and really try hard, but you always want to make sure you have enough resources there so that you don't, yeah. you don't hit, hit a wall. Right? What I exactly. keep hearing too is how much you did believe in what you were trying to create, right? Like people weren't investing and it failed the first time and it was like you believed that this was going to be something so much where you just kept going regardless of what other people thought. Well, that goes to what you said really you know, I was patient one and I remain patient one. Yeah. And you look at, it's just outrageous to me as human beings, as a species, how uh, self-destructive we are, mm -hmm. except we all like to have a high self-esteem. Mm -hmm. Vanity is important to us. And ultimately we want to live as long as we can. So if you take those three, those three things are motivators and they can influence and then if, but if you wrap them in something that is actually good for people because long term their well-being is what's going to drive them long term vanity will be short term greed is short term and um, but man but man you make them feel alive and energetic that's a long-term thing. So it took a while to get there because yeah. infomercials built on need, greed, and vanity. And our, our, our company exactly. is built on um, help people achieve their goals to lead healthy, fulfilling lives. And um, I got asked the other day by a reporter, um, are you thinking about changing the name Beachbody? Because it's really, you know, it's not really PC. And 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 I and I and I said, why is that? And she said, well, beach body, you know, bikinis and abs and all that, and you know, it's just all about the superficial. And I said, well, you're saying that beach body is a fake word. We made it up. And really, to us, what it means is a person who's taking action in these four areas. They're being more active, i.e., fitness. They're being. They're watching what they're eating. They're supplementing. Here I am drinking my shake. <laughs> and uh, because I don't like vegetables, and so I, I have a tool, 
and I'm I'm integrated into a community that's helping me not quit. So, um, I think the accountability piece is huge. That's what I was going to say is what I've really heard from you is that you saw a need because you had it within yourself and then you were able to fulfill and still to this day, you said still learning and I wrote it down. I think, I think we're all learning, but you're constantly self-evaluating and asking yourself, okay, what did I learn from this? So my question was going to be, how did you change with the times as it went from infomercials to social media and how do you where, where I see a common trend where most people, like you said, feel defeated, you were able to quite literally just flip your sail and switch directions, which is incredible. Well, even when DVDs dipped, right? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. it was infomercials and then DVDs and then That's right. everything. No, we should be, this it. company should not be here. Yeah. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that it, the fact that it, like, peaked at $1.4 billion and then the infomercial business literally just went away. Yeah. Um, and so like that wiped out $400 million of revenue and the digital business has a very different cash flow arch, which all the coaches experience because the money doesn't come the same way and is selling a box of DVDs. So that took it down. So you said we're a billion dollar company. We're kind of a 900 million ish company, but we're big deal. Yeah. So <laughs> well, hairs well, now. look, yeah, look, look but my expectation is honestly $2 billion company within this year, just yeah. based on the things that we're doing because, um, look, any book will that you read, business book or success book or whatever it is, you evaluate, is there still a vacuum in that market? Is there still an opportunity? And this is what, I'm sorry, I didn't give you the question to ask, but this is what's so different about the company. Amazing. Okay? Amazing. No, look. Please look, transition. Tell us. I love transition. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, if I look at other companies in the space, I was watching TV the other day, and there's these two beautiful people mm-hmm. riding these stationary bikes, and they're just gorgeous, and, and and the bikes are fantastic, and I'm waiting to see, what what bike is this? What brand of stationary bike yeah. are they advertising? And it was not Peloton. It was a different one, and I'm like, and, and I'm just watching the beautiful people, and I'm like, God, I'm so happy that we're different than that, because I'm dealing with real people and I'm not rounding a corner of of that all you have to do is pedal and you'll you'll be that beautiful mm-hmm. that uh, first off you're that beautiful already and second off you. if you can just if if we could just help people not bring the same junk food into their house and understand their houses and understand how to portion control or eat more vegetables and and supplement and understand the difference of the quality of supplements like these are all major opportunities i don't know again every one of these these other companies are all kind of a piece of it over the holidays i was watching you know weight watchers peloton ad weight watchers ad peloton ad weight watchers ad peloton and i'm like the thing i love about this company is we're not rounding either corner you have to if you want a healthy, fulfilling life, you've got to deal with both for the long term. And that's really what's different because that's been a discipline. When we started in the business, I go back to 2000, literally, I can remember showing people P90X, no, Power 90 at the time. And the, these experts in the infomercial business are like, that'll never sell. 
People are doing hard work. Yeah. That's not what infomercials do. It's got to be easy and you have to be smiling and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And I said, I would never buy that. But I bet you there's a million people out there who would see sweaty, hard push-ups and go, I bet you that works. And they'll buy it. And it's 60 bucks and I'll do it. And um, so that's been really the premise. Find a million people who will who are ready to step up. I, I, I have this thing that I say to people who who question whether we can compete in this environment, environment. And I say, look, we will not sell everybody that we talk to. We will sell to everybody who we talk to who is serious about getting results. That's what we will stand up for, and that's who we want to serve. I don't want to serve the person who wants the shortcut, who wants the simple promise, or who literally just, just wants to pay the most to impale themselves and punish themselves on this decision. I want to help people who are really serious about it. And by being serious about it, they're ready to help other people at the same time. And that, that's what creates this incredible community. And that's what makes you a different CEO. Yeah. Not only does it make your company, and not to blow smoke your way, but really it's, it is what separates you from the other CEOs and those other companies is that speech that, you, that we talked about at the beginning that you didn't have notes for. When we were prepping for this interview, we sat down and talked about how how humble you are, that you got up and there was no teleprompter mm-hmm. or notes in your hand. And yeah. so while you, as a human, right, so humble, thought that maybe you fell short thinking you're a horrible CEO, there's people that are watching you lead by example who are thinking, wow, I don't have to make notes. Maybe I can just speak from my heart and actually impact people because you truly do lead from the front and show people, and you're sitting here drinking your shake, and it's, yeah. it's not for a shameless plug. It's because you truly live this this lifestyle, and and I just have to ask though: Do you have any fear of failure at all? Is there any part of you? As we say constantly, here? okay, all the time, absolutely, and like, um, but here's the thing: my fear of failure is. Um, maybe 10% as strong as my desire to create. And so I am the most miserable when I'm not creating. So, and, and you know, I think it's a, a line in Rent, the, the play Rent, where the guy says, um, the opposite of, the opposite of, hate is not love, it's creation or something like that. Something like that line. Um, and, and like that's, that's what, that's what drives me is this, you know, I hear people, I, I got a note from somebody on Instagram, a coach the other day saying that she was talking to two prospects and money wasn't a problem. One of them, her family owns a private jet and the other one's married a rich guy. Um, so she doesn't know if the coach opportunity will appeal to them. And I said, that can't be the only thing that drives a coach. They'll, it won't work if that's the only thing that's driving them. If it's about if it's about creation and what can I do with this value that I can unlock? Now, they have to be interested in our business model. Not everybody's going to be interested in forming a group of people to work out or, or eat right. And not everybody's going to believe that there's a difference between two powders that look the same, Mm -hmm. but they have no idea what goes into this powder. However, like imagine, here I am. I don't expect my lifestyle to change much, but so, so I'm, I've made it right. What, what gets me up in the morning is the fact that how can we make this powder 
even more potent? Or what's another way that we can provide wellness to people who are bombarded with stress and toxins and don't like vegetables or the food is less potent than it used to be and they could just use a shot of something. What can I innovate? Ah, that's what gets me off. So, but I have to make the numbers work for this whole thing. People need to get bonuses. They're expecting things. So it's all got to work. So I've always got this fear. Ah, is this a bad idea? Is this one, am I going to do it? But then that's the 10%. And the 90, the other is like, oh my God, this is so exciting to try. Okay. So I'll, I'll make an example. Bod groups, right? So here's this thing. Bod groups is, I, I was listening to the story of Airbnb and I was like, I, I, Airbnb, like, what's that about? So I go to the Airbnb site where you can rent a room or you can list a room, right? That's basically the premise. Be a host or find a host. I think that's what they say. So I was like, oh, that's kind of similar to what we do. I either want to find a group to work out with or I want to start a group. And I'm like, what if we made this that simple rather than it be... Oh, that's gross. Multi-level marketing. Icky. What if it was just as simple as saying, similar to, like, think of Uber. I drive my car around. I need to make some extra money. If I could just find an easy way to tap into sharing my car with people. So, but in this case, you're not sharing your car with people. You're sharing your activity, your action toward a healthier lifestyle. I'm going to do a round of 80-day obsession. Let me see if I can invite four people to do a round of 80-day obsession with me. Start a group. The other people find a group. I invite them to the group. So that's an insight that is like, that is a literally costing us tens of millions of dollars to build the technology to bring Beachbody On Demand, our content, and my Challenge Tracker app, our social media, Team Beachbody, the e-commerce, and the marketing tools together. Okay, what does that mean in terms of what Bod Groups is? That means it's like we put Netflix, Instagram, Salesforce.com, I missed one, something <laughs> marketing. Uh, oh, no, Amazon. Okay, oh, yeah. Netflix, mm -hmm. Instagram, Salesforce.com, and Amazon of health and fitness in the, the same place. Yeah. Well, but just in our own little world. Yeah. I don't need to sell staplers, yeah. but I'm okay with being the reliable place that it's going to work. A hundred percent of the time, I know it's going to work if you put in the work. And that's what we put together. So when Bod Groups launches in late April, early May, I'm hoping that our 340,000 coaches that we have now will go, yeah, I want to get in shape. I'm going to start a group and I want to, or I want to join a group. And so you asked me about fear. I could be completely wrong. And I've just blown $40 million that could have otherwise gone to help some people do something or I could have been bought a boat. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but, I'm, but I'm saying, but it's yeah. scary. But the premise is so fun and so exciting. And it's something we all need. And the chance to help people. Could be, right? It's something that's helping you. And that's how you know. When people say, how do you know if it works? Um, because I do it. Because yeah. I drink that. You drink that shake every day. You yeah. do these workouts. You live this lifestyle. And you've, you're you not just saying it. It's something that you've actually committed you to. You're the proof. Yeah. You are you're the proof of the, the pudding. In the pudding. Yeah. So. yeah. That's the constant drumbeat. Be the proof. Like, And if, if, if you are 
if you're like, let me see if I can sell this. I'll use it, but let me see if I can sell it. Yeah. Um, it'll never work. Well, like, you ever go to a car dealership and you want to see what that guy's driving? And it turns out he's driving a that Ford and he's trying to sell a Prius. Honda. Yeah, right, exactly. And it's just yeah. like, no, I'm not buying He's driving well, a Daihatsu like, selling you a Range Rover and you're like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I like what we always talk about. It's better to share than sell. Like, mm -hmm. it's it's the concept of, you know, share your journey and others will follow. So yeah. that's what we wanted to kind of bring about. But we, we know your time is, is very precious. And but let me, wanna, I got yeah, a pregnant. No, Hold yeah. on. I'm going to, you'll get... Get back to that. Don't lose your place. No. But I just want to, I need to, because I think it's important for people to hear this. Certainly it's better to share than sell. But even better than sharing, it's better to help because that's more active, okay? Now, here's the thing. Like, let's use the car analogy for a second. Imagine the difference. You walk into a car dealership and the guy goes, let me show you the Range Rover. Look, this one has these tires, and it's got this these big, cool rims. And look at how the stereo works, and it holds 17 people. And here's what it weighs, and whatever, the size of the engine. He's going through all these things, and you just can't wait for the guy to walk away. That's one. That's selling. He's just vomiting at you. Versus, you walk in, and the guy goes, why are you here? Like, what are you looking for? What kind of car do you drive now? What don't you like about that car? Why would you be looking at a new car? And and start he can gather enough information. Now let's put this in the perspective of health and well-being. So how are you feeling? So if, if I know somebody who's doing a stationary bike program, how are you feeling about that? Is it working for you? Are you seeing results? They might be saying, I love it. I'm like, okay, how are you dealing with the nutrition part of it? Well, I haven't really thought about it. Well, that, maybe that's why your results aren't as fast. Do you supplement around that? Do you have enough energy before you do your workout? Do you ever get sore after your workout? How can I help you get a better experience from that thing that you love with what I have? If it turns out that I can't help them get a better experience, I don't want their business because that's going to be scorched earth. They're going to say things on social media that I don't want them to say. Mm -hmm. But in more cases than not, the conversation will be, you know what, I'm not as consistent Oh, you probably don't have a community. Or, you know what, I'm not really, I, I put, I'm putting the weight back on because of stress eating and emotional eating. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you could use something like 2B Mindset or Ultimate Portion Fix. Like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to just be convenient and, and exploitive. What I'm trying to do is, I guarantee you, that person wants to see results from the effort that they're putting into their, in, into their daily exercise habit and, I just want to help them get better results. So anyway, help, don't sell. Love that. I love that. So I much. love that. <laughs> that actually is just kind of like, I'm, I'm, I, I would, I'm gonna re-watch re all this and re-listen because you're definitely speaking to a lot of things that I think people struggle with or, you know, need more help with because you talk so clearly about those four pillars, right? You know, you need to move your body, nutrition, mm -hmm. community, supplement. And there's always one area that somebody's fumbling with. And so we kind of came up with this rapid fire questioning. Do we have time for rapid fire? Do we yeah, have do time? It. Okay. okay. We're gonna we'll be rapid. We'll be, like, we'll be rapid. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, we got Carl, you guys can wait. Carl Dykeless. Okay. Okay. You ready? Okay, here we go. First one. Do you have a morning routine? If so, what does it look like? What time does Carl Deichler wake up? What does it look like? Walk us about 5.30 in the morning. Take the pre-workout. 
let it sink in for 20 minutes while I check email and or do the first social post or comb through some of the groups. So there's sort of just 15 to 20 minutes of letting that. Then I'll do whatever routine, probably whatever routine we're developing rather than one that's already on the platform. Or I'll just put something of my own together or I'll do something on the platform. You are looking nice, so I'm excited to see what's coming up. Ooh. There's some really good stuff okay. coming up. All right. Is there any Thank you nice. I'm ready. Maybe later. Just yeah. a little yeah. a little teaser. We yeah, all just need to express like that. No for those that haven't checked out the YouTube video, I just need to say please go and give Mr. Deichler a look because you are how old? Sorry. 56. Hello. What? <laughs> and if you can tell me the Beachbody programs don't work, I Well, it's not. collagen. <laughs> yeah, it's Beachbody College. Yes. Um, so then there's uh, breakfast, which is uh, always based on what my basic container count will be for the day. I had that laid out. I planned that out over the weekend, generally, what the meals are going to be. Um, for what it's worth, uh, the, it is planned out so that I can be a little bit heavier in calories at the end of the day, just because I'm exhausted and or have a drink, um, maybe three of the four days of the week. Um, not really more than one, um, maybe two, but not more than one usually. So, okay, anyway, so I had breakfast, then, um, you know, hang out with the gang a little bit, and but that's not too long, and then I'm out the door by 7, 7.30. Now, I'm lucky enough to have a Tesla, that, so it does the thinking for me. So I'm literally, from the moment I get in the car, it takes me about an hour to get here, um, my day is going. And I am two phones, texting, I'm the worst. But the car is driving for me. Yeah. Okay, so it's got like... <laughs> it's and, going. And it, yeah, so and it's, I'm in stop and go traffic. It's going like three miles an hour. Yeah. So things are happening, phones, coach calls, coach emails, group posting, conference calls, and that will basically kick off the routine. I will say that my day has a lot of appointments, but I don't really adhere to a super strict business plan because it squishes out too much of the creativity. What I am is prioritized so that I know what where the big leverage is, where is the big opportunity, and yeah. I try not to spend my time doing paper shuffling, and it's very frustrating if I'm like, this is not going to be a productive thing for everybody. So, uh, so that, that that is the day, and like you know, I don't stop and eat. I don't know if that's a good thing, but I like it will eat in meetings, and uh, or drink. Sometimes if I don't have time, I'll have a Shakeology in the morning. This is a daily sunshine for lunch, um, with uh, spinach and cauliflower rice in there. Give and, me your veggies. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's the only way looks like a green smoothie. Yeah. Right? Uh, and it tastes good. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, so then I'll go till about 5.30, and then I spend the last hour of the day doing the same thing on the way home. And um, and then it's dinner, and then it's, um, and then I'm basically, I'm basically phone, trying to be present, and then at some point around probably 8, I pull the plug. And then and then have to be totally present. That was going to be my question. Are you that person that is able to check out at night? No. Yeah. I was going to say, you sound like me. You sound like a little bit of a workaholic yeah. because you yeah. love what you do. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, you know, I don't really subscribe to workaholic 
Schism, um, I'm sure it's there, and I'll, you know this will come back, and I'll be in rehab for. A <laughs> I don't think about it as a bad thing. Yeah. I think about it as a like to me, it's I just love what a I hard do, worker. and so I have Passion no yeah. like you said, you thrive. Your wheelhouse is that space of creativity, and that that just it almost where that drains most people. For creatives, it, it drives us. It makes yeah. us excited. Mm-hmm. We could be sitting in bed and we'll hop up and I have an idea. And it's yeah. like your maybe your wife is like, quiet down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and you know, getting off the phone and time to be able to get the whole sleep cycle thing going that's a that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. But um, but I'm I wish I was one of those people that only needs like five hours of sleep. Wouldn't that be awesome? But oh, I need all the nice. sleep. Not me. Not yeah. me. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Like Twelve hours and I'm good. Seriously, <laughs> right. but, but like those people who are like, ah, yeah. five hours, I'm good. Oh my god, they get yeah. all this day. I'm like, oh, are you good? No. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that was rapid fire. Okay, question. rapid number two. What <laughs> skill would you want to master before you die? Mm. Oh. I wouldn't mind playing guitar better. Um, Do you I play now? I play a little. Okay. Um, That's awesome. But I wish I could like really play. Yeah. Um, I've got little fingers, and uh, so that's all the piano. Like, look at these; they're stupid. Look at them. They're oh stupid. Honestly, like, oh, look at I got robbed of a knuckle. Beautiful hands. You're very sweet. No, no, I'm like okay. literally. I'm not going to be a hand model. I'm quite proud of my nose. Well, have a great nose. It's a terrible. But they are proportionate. I will say, it's not like you have this like big sized hand with little short fingers. Nah, I don't it's know. Like I think they're pretty. Look at. This little, <laughs> it's like crazy, but so, um, but really, um, and I would like to, I would like to solve a big problem. I won't get into politics and stuff, but there's a couple of big problems that are um, pretty destructive out there that I would like to help mm. with. I feel like you're helping with obesity more than yeah anything. That's the thing. Right One now. big problem. Yeah. It's yeah. a huge yeah. problem. Um, who are the leaders or mentors in your life? This was I really wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, and I'm maybe gonna... even if you could build on this, is there like personal development, books, that something that you've just read or people that mm. you went, oh, you guys, you have to check this out? Um, you know, I have a great board of directors. Honestly, there's a guy, Ben Vandebunt, who has been, who's the guy who introduced me to Tony Horton and John. Uh, one of our conference rooms is named after him. He's on our board. So he's a important influencer but but I would say right now I really I, I don't have that mastermind group necessarily I've got some great management here that helps me who I actually am late to get to but um, but uh, but otherwise like I am voracious about books yeah. and so the Ryan Halliday's the um, Jack Ma who started um, uh, Alibaba um, Michael Bloomberg what he's built Obviously, the sort of technology titans, Bezos, Jobs, like all these guys. Anybody, Phil Knight, who created Nike, the resilience, what these guys do. Like, I just soak that stuff up. And to read about these companies who have, we all take for granted as being these, you know, massive trillion-dollar businesses that literally, if you look at their history, they shouldn't be here. Like, that is constant. uh, That that really feeds me. When I was listening to you, I was thinking about Phil Knight, actually, and just triumphing over adversity and the two of you have very very similar parallels so to close out first i just want to thank you again for coming for spending time with us and for just 
giving your knowledge and your wisdom and your heart. I feel so much light <laughs> pouring out of you as a person, Thank and it's you. a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. And especially. I just have to add, too, because I know we're going to close after this. You said something in the very beginning saying, like, our company shouldn't be here. And I, I keep hearing you talk, mm -hmm. and every single word that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, no, it should be here. And it is here because of your belief in this and your hard work and everything that you put into it. So thank you. Well, yeah. because, And it makes me emotional thinking about it because I am so, like, I mean, I have our logo tattooed on That's crazy. I know. I bleed this com and I just I, I we are here because of you and that's it's, amazing. it's huge. And you so have impacted you. yeah. You have impacted all three of us yeah. and, and, and that's why you were kind of like our big card. We were like, Oh god, please, oh my god, we've been prepping for this and we were watching videos. Wow. And we're like, Okay, make notes, what do we think? How are we gonna yeah. do this? Because we wanted you to know that you've affected us and this is part of the proper pyramid. Is right. that you've been leading from the top, and everybody yeah. else is is uh, is learning, and so following in your life. Yeah. like You're, you literally yes. are the the OG coach. Okay, you, you got example. You got to stop. You're but, blushing. Yeah. He's blushing. Well, ladies, he's look, blushing. It's it's you know I don't want to be trapped. I don't I don't want to be trapped by perfection and or, or some myth. Some I'm just as flawed as everybody yeah. in the room, and but I'm. I'm ambitious and I'm vigilant and uh, and extremely focused. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my A game, I guess. And but I've got F game too. And so we're all just trying to figure it out. Like literally, we're all just trying to figure it out. And um, when I say we shouldn't be here, all I'm saying is that like anybody, anybody who's got any kind of success. Like anybody who looks at them and takes it for granted what they had to do to achieve that success has no idea yeah. the moments of darkness and complete like despondence and like I can't do this and criticism and self-criticism and the ego. Like that's the I shouldn't be here but I got through that somehow on to the next thing and then went through another one and walked through some other fire. So – that's that's the point, and I hope anybody listening who's like, God, I don't know, and I'm like, of course you don't, because nobody knows. Nobody does. You nobody. never, ever know, and anybody who pretends that they know is full of shit, yep. so you just do and do more, and every time you think you've done all you can, do some more and shock yourself, and uh, speaking of which, I'm going to go... We're done. <laughs> I love that. And so on that Thank note, you. do more, shock yourself. Ladies, take care of them bits. Hey, Lady Bits. Thanks again for tuning in and listening to our podcast. The way this community really grows and supports one another is simply by word of mouth. We would really appreciate it if you could head over and rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Then go check out our social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And go like, share, comment, and subscribe to all of it. This community is really to support women, educate women, and also just to help you find your voice. So until next time, take care of the bits you've got.